0: We're doing
1: great. Everything's fine. Uh,
0: (laughs) Our quote of the day, you have a choice every moment of the day to open yourself up. And when you do that, it opens the channels of love. Dr. Laura Berman said that. Hill Squad, hello, hello. Welcome back to Better Together. Today we're going to be chatting with my friend and leading expert in the field of sex and relationship therapy, Dr. Laura Berman. About the uh, come down from Valentine's Day, attracting the best partner and dating in this current landscape. She has some big things to tell us, which is uh, very exciting. If you haven't read her book, Quantum Love, it's so good. Have you read it, Kelsey? No, I want to
1: read it after I have, like it. doing the read. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah,
0: it's really, really good. Um, and I mean, she's super, super talented. So uh, we have not caught up our Heel Squad, on our little Super Bowl festivities.
1: Our little weekend.
0: So it was Kelsey's dream to be a part of the Super Bowl. (laughs) I mean, honestly. I'm (laughs) I'm in the business of making dreams come true. Yep. And so we made some dreams come true. Now, we didn't go to the game. That would have been ultimate for you. Um, But I have, like, so many people. Well, at least one just Meredith, because Meredith has been my Super Bowl buddy forever, right? And I think it would be like an act of war if I did get tickets. And I said I'm taking Kelsey, totally within my right, but I think it'd be an no, act of it war. It would
1: absolutely be an act of war, <laughs> and I think that that is well warranted for you to take her. Enough. It's a tradition. You guys have had it too long of a tradition in history. Yeah. I was very grateful for the bit I got to go to. So
0: I made a decision pretty early on. I, I not early on, but like early in the week, I was like, you know what? Cause she kept saying, should we ask this person? Should we ask that person for tickets? And I was like, you know what? I really don't have that big of an interest in going. When I started to think about how many events we were going to have to attend during the week, I just was like, by Sunday, I'm going to be cooked. This is way more activity than I'm used to. And, um, and I just, I, Okay. I have a real hard time with arenas, and so if you read Judith Orloff's books, I think it's like the Empath Survival Guide, and I forget the names of them Thriving as an Empath. We had her on the show not long well two years ago, maybe yeah, just before covid so if you go back into the archives, Judith Orloff amazing drop the mic episodes they're my favorite, so um you can um. You can check those out and you'll see. But in there, I started to understand myself better. And I was telling Kelsey this this morning when, and I'm like a huge people person. I love people. Kelsey, you're the same way. So, but the thing for me is when I'm with like big, big crowds, I get a lot of like anxiety around the traffic going in and out and getting stuck. I don't like feeling trapped and all of that. And then you do take on a lot of different energy And so um, I I can't do the big things. And also like brain tumors, they definitely affect your sensitivities to sound and light and everything. So hold that thought and we'll we'll tell you why (laughs) I'm, I'm mentioning this. So we started off, well, I went to like a party... What did we do that was fun? Okay, I'll, we'll talk about our parties because yeah. they were the most fun. So we had our friends from Franklin Sports, Adam and Alana Franklin hosted a dinner at Mr. Chow's. If you guys ever come to LA, I'm not a big Chinese food person, uh but Mr. Chow's is amazing mm-hmm. and it was one of those moments when I hated the fact that I have discipline and hated the fact that I quit chicken because
1: oh, yeah, all of the
0: items that were coming in, all of the like the entrees were chicken or and chicken. they're and I remember them from the other times I've had it, they are insanely delicious. Like when I say melt in your mouth, unreal <laughs> flavor delicious, and I didn't have any. Dang. Now, it's a self-imposed thing. I don't eat chicken. But listen, if I, if I give in, then I don't know who I'll be because I am very, very serious when I say, I'm done, I'm done. Okay. And so anyhow, we had a really nice time with some fun friends so nice, and uh, Mr. Chow's. Kelsey got all dolled up. She looked great. Thank you. You're welcome. You. I had
1: to send Maria all my pictures of my outfits before because yep. I was like, it's hard to gauge sometimes where it's like the, the fancy meter, right? So I'm like, okay, where are we going? But That's why I love Maria, because I just send her my pics and she's like, yay, nay, great, amazing. So it was perfect. It was so much fun. Well,
0: and I also had to teach Kelsey, like a lot of times when people are like going somewhere new that they are like so excited about, they'll like do too much, too much hair, too much makeup, Mm -hmm. too much outfits, too much jewelry. And I said, just like, you're so beautiful. Keep it simple. Keep it simple and you will totally win. And you looked so gorgeous and radiant all weekend. Thank you. Not that you wouldn't anyway, but.
1: No, but I agree. I think that, that was a great tip for me. And I honestly thought about it every time I had an outfit on because it, it often is. It's like you do, you keep looking at yourself in the mirror and then you add more makeup or you add more yeah. jewelry and then it's like you've overdone it now.
0: Yeah. Well, so. Chanel, Coco Chanel said, every time you leave, before you leave the house, take something off. And I've always been a bit of a minimalist with things, but Kevin has also taught me lately. He's like, Maria, you look better with less makeup on. Just stop doing all the eyes and all of this stuff. And honestly, like I feel like I'm more me doing less. Yep. And it's making my day so much easier. So getting ready was a blast because I would start, you know, in the morning I would do my normal, like I use my little um, milk, foundation stick now and then I'll put a little just of the ilia on top for the glow boom done and then when it came to doing something at night then I'd add a little of my Armani foundation with some more ilia and then I had this like more coverage but with a glow and I didn't do anything with the eyes whatever I put on my cheek like bronzer and blush I would layer the same thing on the eye nice and simple and so anyhow uh just a little tip for y'all but we um We then went to... Our next thing together was when? Saturday Saturday night. Night. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Saturday night, um, my friend Mike had a private party at his house. I mean, it was like, who's who? Sean Penn was there. Christy Brinkley was like my favorite. I know. Um, Oh, Oliver Hudson was so nice. We had such a great conversation about Joe Dispenza Mm. and his wife Erin was a fan of Joe. And we had this whole conversation about Joe Dispenza. She was a former Miss Mass... And I remember, because she was like, my mom always would send cutouts of like you succeeding the business. I was always so happy for you. She is the sweetest thing on the planet. She really is. And and then when she said her last name, I go, Erin Bartlett. I'm like, oh my God. I remember being like, wow. No way. Because she was like the pageant winner from before where you're like, oh my God, how
1: cool. That's really cool. Anyway, it was just really nice that she was just such a like... Genuinely sweet person. She was so kind. I had no idea who she was initially when I was talking with mm-hmm. her. And then I realized that after, of course, And I was like, oh, my God, so engaged. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have to be. And she was so nice. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. And like, then we dang. saw
0: Cindy Crawford. Yes. Which I thought was so cool that you got to be like, hi, I produce better together. I did your show. <laughs> yeah, that was really great. I love when that happens mm-hmm. because I feel like for you guys, anybody who's young and worked with us. No one's ever owned their position. Everyone Mm. still feels like a kid that's like, you know, sorry, I'm going to joke with you. you Like, you know, whatever. You're like not thinking of yourself in that way. Right. You're just thinking still like you're a Harry Styles fan. Like you're a producer. (laughs) Right. Right. You're
1: like Like
0: a grown ass, like successful woman. Mm -hmm. But I look at it with all of the young people that have worked with us they've missed the opportunity to own where they were Mm -hmm. and what they were and what they were doing. And then when they're done, they regret it. And then it also affects them in their future jobs because instead of actually matriculating up, they'll do like side down and then they're like, oh my God, I didn't even realize what I had. So it was nice for me to see you be in an element where you could be around those kind of people, but then also own who you were like, yeah. yeah, I produced Maria's show. And it was cool.
1: It was really cool. And it was, it was good practice. Cause I know Kevin and I have talked about this before. I had run into like Krista Leah one time and didn't say anything. I just had said like, you know, love your whatever podcast. And Kevin was like, Kelsey, what? Why wouldn't you be like, I produced Maria's show. Let's get, and I, I was so like, oh my God. I don't know why I because say you don't that. think of
0: yourself like that. But right. guess what? I have the same problem. Mm. Which I I told Kevin recently. My like Kevin, everyone always is like, "What are you up to?" I'm like, "Oh, just hustling." I don't know what to say. I never know what to say yeah. because I don't like bragging, and I think that's part of it. Um, but I was like, "God, I really need to just like get my one liner down." Yeah. And so, for anybody out there who doesn't have their one liner down, you need your one liner because. We have to start learning how to own it. I'm not that great at it either, to be honest. It's hard. But I don't need to be because people know me. So it's a little easier for me. So that's why I also never had to Mm. learn it.
1: Mm. So now you're like, oh.
0: Now at 43, (laughs) I got to learn it. Um, But I
1: love it because now you're teaching us too.
0: Well, because I'm doing something different now. I'm building something of my own. Yeah. So that requires a one liner because mm-hmm. it's not the obvious, like I'm on TV every single day doing I'm what they're used this. to seeing me do. Right. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. So anyhow, we went to this party. It was fun. By the way, shout out to Christy Brinkley. She looks younger than me. (laughs) Holy freaking. I'm going to post the picture. (laughs) My Lord. And she is just like angelic. She's so sweet. Um, Cindy was so cute. She came right up. She goes, you got sugar.
1: <laughs> you were like, yes,
0: I did. Cindy. That was like her opening line. I go, yes, not in every form. That's so funny. But uh, but yeah, she was so sweet. And so anyway, we had a fun time. And then these guys all gang up on me, Kelsey, Meredith, our <laughs> whole squad. And they're like, let's go to Sports Illustrated. And I'm like, "Ugh, no, <laughs> nothing against Sports Illustrated, the magazine. But any of those parties are like those big parties. Thousands of people. So many people. And again, I've already told you guys, I have a real hard time with those. Now, when I was younger and I didn't really know any better, I didn't get it. And so, um, and you know, it's new, so it's exciting, right? But I've done it so many times now that, you know, I have, and and it was always in these big, like, uh, like arenas, let's say. And it was like dark and like, it could be like weird corners. I'm like, what's going on over there? Like, it was just weird. <laughs> and I just didn't like it anymore, yeah. so I stopped going. And again, dr- the drive-in and the drive-out was always a disaster. We'd go to the direct TV parties. Oh, my Lord. It was... Insane. A shit show. Yeah. Always. You'd be driving to go, like, across the street for over an hour. No, it was bad. So I, I gave up on all oh of it. God. But... You all convinced me. We dragged her, so we went, and there was no place to park. Nope. So we had to park <laughs> in my agent's orthodontist office, mm-hmm. which is not far. But when you're wearing platforms and heels, like it's really hard. And so we we got in. It wasn't like that bad. We Ubered a, like like ten point two or something. seconds,
1: but which was a brilliant idea. It was a
0: brilliant idea. And, uh, but what was great about this party was it was outdoors and I had no idea. It was outdoors. It was beautiful. And, uh, and I think I lasted about a half hour.
1: You, uh, I would say even longer. Honestly, was it a little longer. You guys, I was very, very proud of her. Cause at one point she turns to me, she's like, oh wait, this is actually really fun. And I was like, yes, Maria. Cause you don't, I mean, you don't need that. Like yeah. for me, it's like, oh my gosh, I've never been to anything like that. So it's yeah. so cool. But for you, it's like. Been there, done that, tired, yeah. want to go home. This is hurting my head. Like I get it. I totally get it. So when you were like, this is really fun. I was like, that's my girl. But yeah. you lasted a good, good 40 minutes. You saw a little bit of Jack Harlow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then Which I was, was like, get me out of here. <laughs> the lights, the I was so dizzy. Yeah. I kept falling over. I, I couldn't even like hold my body in place. It was so yeah. surreal. I was like, oh my God. And I was, I, I felt like my body was shutting down. I couldn't be there. And so we escaped and, uh, and I was, you know, I was like, okay, that's more than enough for me. You're like, I'm good. Thank you. But you looked hot.
1: Thank you. Your outfit
0: was amazing. (laughs) I, by the way, had my Macy's outfit that I got. It was so good. Macy's.com backslash better together. You can get it too. It's by Layden. It's a little black dress. That's the hottest thing on the planet. I loved this dress and it was
1: very inexpensive. Yeah. It will last forever. It will always be hot. It will always be in. Um, and you can dress it up and dress it down. That's what mm-hmm. I loved about it. Like, and going back to your makeup too, I was going to tell you, you looked so gorgeous. With Maria had just a little bit of mascara on. And like, that was it. With this like, kind of like sexy, but classic dress. And I was like, damn, I love that. I love that you, you weren't over the top with your natural hair. And I thought that that was really, really cool. And yeah, this dress, it's like, you are going to have that forever. It's so cool. And you cool. can dress it up easy or dress it down easily. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I cool. had, um, I think I had my Mac like tinted lip balm on. Yeah. I just kept just it super so simple. It's so natural and so pretty. Um, but it was really fun. And then, uh, and then yesterday the LA Rams you know, they took it home. Took
1: it home.
0: Crazy game. I know it was. But halftime show. So the only reason I would have wanted to go to Super Bowl was for the halftime show. Halftime show is everything. Those are hey. my favorite performers. Hands down. Yeah. Kevin, who is, you know, he's like a different generation. He said it was the best halftime show he's ever seen. That's what I think too. Ever. So, um, ever. and I was with Amanda, um, Recy, who reps 50 cent.
1: Oh, cause cool. with
0: Um, Jeff Hirsch, who's the CEO of Stars, I was with that whole team. So those are all like you know, they're closest people. And so it was really fun.
1: Mary J. Blige, so, can we talk about how insane she looks? I know. My favorite, by the way, oh is when God. they
0: finished. I go, Amanda, can you text um, 50 and Eminem and them and tell them to come over here and do like a private show for
1: us now? <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Honestly. No, they were insane. Anyhow.
0: All right. Well, that was our Super Bowl weekend. Uh, Queen, you did great. <laughs> Thanks, you looked Maria. great. Thank you. Um, and, uh,
1: You were a great host, and I'm so grateful. We had so much fun. Yeah, it was fun. When it was so... I was telling Maria this this morning, you guys, too. Last weekend, I got vampire times a million by some people that I realized do not need to be in my life, and this weekend it's like a, a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. I even did more this weekend and I like should be exhausted. And I'm like, no, I'm high as a kite because I was with the right people. Yeah. So I'm very grateful. Thank you. You're welcome. So much fun.
0: You're welcome. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break because Dr. Laura Berman is here live in person and we are going to bring her into the studio and we're going to chat about love and so much more.
1: Perfect. We're going to bring her in. Friends,
0: we're in the studio with Dr. Laura Berman. She walked in with gifts. So Kelsey and I both got from Dr. Laura Berman Intimate Basics, which I didn't realize you had a line, but now I have to remember, I think it was the first time I met you, you gave me, um, I think there were panties with something. Oh yeah, the vibrating panties. Vibrating panties. I was dead i was so shy i was like oh my god i don't know what to do um but so she walks in with this thing it's called the athena waterproof mini massager it looks like a little flashlight yeah and i said she i go what is this and she goes it's a vibrator and i go do you put this whole thing inside of you like what goes on and she goes no it's for your (laughs) fall
2: And we're all dying in it. I'm like, thank God. I would have probably had to go get it surgically it- removed if I tried it. <laughs> you could put it inside if you wanted to, but it's for oh, the outside.
0: God. That is hilarious. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you. I mean,
2: you could use it with Kev, but I figure since he, you know, you two of you have been long distance, you yeah. can... Have a little company.
0: Well, we were long distance and now we're long distance in the house because he is creating a self imposed COVID quarantine for himself. Uh, Even though he doesn't have COVID, he wants it again so that everyone oh will God. leave him alone. So he <laughs> That's decided. A good strategy. So my parents have their room on the other side of the house, right? So it's like imagine you're at the front door, we're on the left, they're on the right. Yeah. And so Kevin wants to be quarantined over there. And for no one to bother him, yeah. To say he's got COVID, and so I was like, okay, so I'm back to sleeping alone. Yeah. Like this is just going to be weird. Now he hasn't done it just yet, but I believe today might be the day, which is a little strange because it's Valentine's <laughs> yeah, Day. So am I, day. Like, mm. am I like the hooker that just shows up for him tonight? Yeah. Over in his, you know, that could be fun. Room? It could be. Yeah, I could be the COVID nurse. Yeah. This is getting really. I kind be- <laughs> <I gotta laughs> like I it. I like it. Yeah, keep
1: us posted, Maria. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: It's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them, too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's a
2: good strategy. I bet you a lot. You know, that'll be the new thing. Faking COVID. Just so you can be left alone.
0: I know. Well, he's so burnt out and so tired. And he, you know, it's funny. He had no empathy for me all these years because I would always say, I can't relax here. There's too many distractions. The gate, the dogs, lots of people always around here. And he would be like, we have a vacation property. Why do you want to go on vacation? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I used to say this all the time. Guess what he's saying now? I can't relax here. I need to go buy another house so that I can go relax. What's
2: different for him, you think? Why does he finally get it?
0: because he's burnt out now. Uh, so when I was, he didn't get it. So then so then he was denying for a minute uh-huh. and then last night I go, so hey like do you see now why <laughs> I used to say this? Like I I was a little gaslit and I was you know, yeah, I was yeah. told I was crazy. Now hmm, maybe yeah. you understand now. You have a little bit more empathy. He goes Yeah, maybe. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so he's going to have COVID. So, yeah, I think I'm going to be visiting him in his room.
2: With your new toy.
0: With my new toy. Yep. Yep. Very exciting. So (laughs) um, this past Monday was Valentine's Day. What advice, because I know you and Kelsey had a really good chat before this talking about how A poor Valentine's Day could lead to good things. Mm -hmm. So if somebody out there had a lackluster Valentine's Day, whether their partner just didn't, you know, show up for them in the way they wanted to, or maybe, you know, they weren't able to be together, or maybe just someone disappointed you, what advice do you have to turn that into a positive?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's there's two ways we can attack this, right? One is when something isn't working in your relationship, how do you communicate that to your partner? And just put a pin in that for a second. The other is specific to Valentine's Day, so um, that is about like getting really, really clear in what didn't work for you, right? So maybe they blew it off, maybe they did something, but you know, they just stopped at the drugstore and picked up, you know, a plastic rose and. Brought it home on the way home from the gas station when they were getting gas. Oh my and you god! Were expecting.
0: Oh my god! Are you having déjà vu? Trigger. No. First of all, I had to apologize to Kevin for shaming him for getting me a gas station roses, because I was like. We haven't done Valentine's Day. We never celebrated a holidays and stuff like that forever. And then the last couple of years, I was like, I want flowers. And then recently, I said something. It was, you know, sometimes you say something stupid and like unkind. Yeah. And I did. And it had been bothering me. And I kept thinking, I got to say something to him. Because I didn't care whether he was going to hear the episode or not. <laughs> I just knew I said something really unkind. Yeah. And, you know, you get distracted. Something must have happened when I was about to. And he brought it up and I'm like, Oh my God, wait. I'm like on my mom. Like I really wanted to apologize for this. He goes, no, no, no. You don't have to say that. He goes, I believe you. But I, I was saying I, I shouldn't be, the gift is the gift that someone is giving it to you. It doesn't matter where they got it from.
2: Well, it doesn't except if like they blew off Valentine's day and they're like, didn't even think about it. And then they're just like, you know what? I'm getting gas. Okay, fine. Like it's it's more, it's not so much that the flowers were from the gas station. Mm-hmm. They can be from anywhere, right? It's about... And that's what I'm always saying to people about Valentine's Day. It's about the thought Mm -hmm. that goes into it. I mean, yes, some people are really superficial and want the biggest bouquet of flowers to show their friends or whatever. But most people, it's really, it's not about how much money you spend or where you get what you get. It's that you were thinking about that person and you were putting some effort and thought into it. You know, you could just write them. My husband, you know, when we got married, um... He loves aspen trees and we, we got, we eloped in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, where there were all these aspen trees and we were hiking and he had taken some, um, bark that was peeling off the trees and saved it. And then for years until he ran out of bark, he would write me poems on these little pieces of aspen tree bark that we got on our honeymoon. And that was like, you know, didn't cost him anything. It was such a sweet, thoughtful gift. Um, And so I don't think it's so much where and what you do, it's the thought that goes into it. So if you're disappointed, getting really, really clear on what you would want, and this is especially true for women in relationship to men, but it's true either way. But especially when we're talking about men, anytime you have a constructive criticism or something, it's really important to focus on what you want, right? It's not enough to just complain about the problem. You have to Say how you feel, say the story behind what you feel, and very importantly, what you want, right? So in you know, in the case of the gas station flowers like while I really appreciate that you got me flowers I just want to be honest with you that for me Valentine's Day you know yes flowers are beautiful and I love flowers but what I really love is the thought that you put some effort and and maybe some advanced planning into it so what I would really love is the next time you get me a gift it doesn't have to be you know it can be gas station flowers again it's fine but I really want to feel like You know, maybe you did it a week in advance or you were thinking ahead because when you do that, it makes me feel like Mm -hmm. you're thinking about me and you're wanting to celebrate me and you're putting an effort in. Yeah. But I think Valentine's Day, you know, and this time after Valentine's Day is a great time to make relationship resolutions in general. What kinds of ways do you want to shift and, and, and upscale the ways that you show up for each other and the ways that you nurture your relationship. You know, we make New Year's resolutions, but this is a great time to make, you know, relationship resolutions.
0: Mm -hmm. Don't you think though, you know, the the reason I liked that Kevin and I never really celebrated these kind of things, Mm -hmm. by the way, $24 billion was spent on Valentine's Day. Yeah. So when I run for president, I'm (laughs) going to cancel one year of Valentine's Day and allocate that money to the places that need it.
2: Oh, that's a good platform. I like it. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I have another vote.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay. Of course. That I makes go. three.
0: I got three votes now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty clever, it is. but, um, but you know, I, the reason why I was happy we never did it is because I feel like I just watched so many people be disappointed mm-hmm. and they could have a great partner, a great person, for example, who could be better than Kevin. Kevin does everything all day, every day. And so if, you know, if he's not that type of guy that, I mean, Kevin doesn't like order things like that. Like he's not going to go online and find a flower company and order flowers. He just, this is not what he does. He will build me a house. He will build me a studio. He's an active
2: service guy.
0: Exactly. Not a gifts guy. He's, yeah, he loves giving gifts, but it's like a different kind of thing. Like he'll take you to the store and like buy things for you. You know, he's not somebody who's going to go out but alone and do it But you must be someone
2: who, you know, we talk... I'm sure you've talked a million times about the love languages, mm-hmm. right? Gifts, acts of service, physical affection. So, you know, the reason it works is because you... I'm sure you like gifts, but for you, that feels like love, the acts of service mm-hmm. he does. So if you were someone for whom acts of service, and that's probably because your dad was an, is an act of service guy, yes. right? And you saw that growing up and that's mm-hmm. how you kind of metabolize love. That's yeah. your love language. So it's perfect that that's who your husband is, right? But yeah. if you were someone who was a gift person- and he was an active service person, you would be saying, I love that you build me houses and studios and everything else. But you know, what really makes me feel loved is when you take the initiative to pick out something that you know, I would love,
0: but then doesn't like, I would feel so bratty because I do
2: love gifts, but I get them from
0: my other other boyfriends.
2: (laughs) I always joke that
0: I have like different people in my life that spoil me in those ways where it's like, I don't need it from him. (laughs) That's perfect. <laughs> like my lawyer always gets me the best <laughs> gifts. He's like my brother. He's my family. Yeah. For 20 years, he has given me the greatest, like what? most memorable gifts every year. I use everything he's ever gotten me, whether it was like this like cashmere throw blankie that I traveled with all the time, yeah. my little Ramoa suitcase, like whatever it is. He's a gift person. He's a gift person and he thinks it through. Yeah. And he gets the bombest gifts, like jaw-dropping stuff. So I guess like God gave me yeah. another Kevin. His name is Kevin
2: too. <laughs> gives God the gave gifts. me another
0: Kevin to give me those gifts. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. And but, you know, sometimes like if you were someone who really loved gifts, you know, and that was not that you don't love gifts, but that that is how you feel love. Like when someone gives you gifts, I mean, everyone loves gifts, yeah. but whether it's a sign of and a, and a sensation of love, like this this is how I experience love, is through the thoughtfulness of gifts, which you're not, right, per, per se. But if you were, I had always advise you know, make a list, send links. Like I do that to my husband. He's, do you really? Yeah, you know, whenever I see something I like, I just sort of shoot him a – I don't even say anything. I just shoot him the link on a text. And I was like, "Oh, this is really pretty. And I know that – And and, you know, there's a whole array of things. But isn't it hard
0: because – you could buy it yourself. Yeah. So that's where it gets challenging for me because yeah. I'm like, our money is pooled. I can buy it myself. Yeah, so like, why, why
2: make it hard? Well, there's, I think it's usually, I have this thing about buying myself jewelry. I don't know why. You won't I, do it. I don't really do. I mean, I'll buy, you know, crystals and things like that, but yeah. really nice jewelry or something that's like on the higher end, I wouldn't really splurge on myself.
0: I'm the same way. I won't buy expensive things. Kevin makes me.
2: Yeah. So I sent him the links and Kevin is basically doing that for you when he makes you, my husband wouldn't make me, he would, you know, he'll just, he has a list of things, you know, I'm sure, I don't know how organized he is with it, but, (laughs) but I send it to him just so he gets the feel and knows what I like and knows what my, you know, what my taste is at present and, When he wants to buy a gift, he can.
0: Yeah. But that's why I can't, like, even though I think that, you know, as I got older and more sentimental, like, I've become more of like, oh, I would love, like, thoughtful gifts at Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day, right? But then, you know, we're at the store, and I'm trying on shoes. And I was like, I have all these, like, trousers that need a flat, cool shoe. I'm trying on all these shoes. I've narrowed it down to threes, like... Let's get them all. And he mm-hmm. takes them all and he goes to the register and I'm like throwing up in my mouth at how much it's going to cost <laughs> because I would never, yeah. and by the way, in my entire career and I've done very well for myself, Yes, the max I would buy is one expensive shoe. Like I I've never bought two. Yeah. Yeah. Forget three. And now I keep looking at them. I'm like, which one can I return?
2: Uh, I you're still, so you have, it. you have a hard time receiving.
0: I have a hard time spending <laughs> money on things yeah, like that. Yeah. Right. Cause I just, it's just too, I don't, cause I'm still that poor girl yeah. in my head yeah. that, can't afford it, even though I can. It's like, oh no, no, no! What if something happens? Yeah, and I need. Yeah. Well, you, you don't can always you return
2: the shoes. Then I know yeah, it's no, hard. I, I know it is hard, and and that's it's the same thing with me with jewelry. Like I can't. It's it's still coming from the same pot when he yes. buys it for me. But it, there's something about him <laughs> buying it that it doesn't count.
0: Okay, so I'm not the only one. No,
2: all right, friends, let's
0: talk about something we all do: snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused So if you are disappointed, it's Mm -hmm. about being clear with what you would want in the future.
2: Yeah. And I also think that Valentine's Day and like around this, and this is how I feel about New Year's resolutions too. I never make, you know, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to do more of this or less of that. The same thing goes for love. If you you have to get really, really clear, less on the specifics and more on how you want to feel. You know, that's really anything we want is really about how we want to feel, Mm. you know, whether it's that car or that house or that job or that relationship, we're seeking a feeling. So if you start with the feeling, like for me, when New Year's came, you know, and I was thinking about resolutions, I made my feeling resolutions. What I want this year is to feel more joy, peace, and connection. Mm. That's, those are my themes. So that becomes my compass when I make a decision, you know, am I going to drive to Encino and, and, you know, hang with, with Maria and better together? Like, how does that feel inside me? Does that create feelings of joy, peace, and or connection? Yes, it does. So I'm going to say yes. You know, and I seek opportunities in general to cultivate that feeling inside myself because the more of that feeling, the more my body moves into the frequency of that feeling. And that's what starts to create our reality from a quantum perspective, from a law of attraction perspective, it's our body's frequency. That's setting, um, you know, from a quantum, from when we've talked about this before, it's our body's frequency that's really creating our reality. Mm -hmm. So when you want your partner to show up for you differently, or maybe you're single and you want, To find someone, it's less about the specifics you're looking for, but how do you want to feel? And then cultivating more and more opportunities to experience those feelings in life and in your relationship. And then your partner automatically kind of moves to match you because that's what we do. We're human tuning forks matching each other.
0: Yeah. Okay. So explain step-by-step exactly how to access those feelings and then, um, align with them so that that is what kind of manifests and we attract.
2: Okay. So let's choose a feeling that what's a feeling that you want to feel in life or in love since we're in the Valentine's day mode Uh, this year.
0: Uh, I mean, joy and, and love. Like I want to feel loved and I want to feel joyful.
2: Okay. And is there anything else like playful, adventurous, excited, uh, passionate?
0: I like adventurous. Adventurous.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, um, we have adventurous, loved and joyful, Mm -hmm. right? And so then the key is let's, you choose one of them, pick one of the three just to use as an example. Adventurous. But adventurous. Okay. So what we're going to do now is move your body into the frequency of adventurousness. So what? This is, this is a really easy way to do it. You close your eyes, take maybe two deep breaths, and imagine light flowing in through the top of your head, filling every cell. And as you breathe out, it shoots out your tailbone kind of creating roots into the earth. Cause this is kind of oh a grounding. God.
0: This is the grounding exercise you taught me. Yes. Do you know how many times I do it and it <laughs> changes my life guys go back? Actually, Kelsey put in the summary, our last episode with Dr. Berman and that rooting exercise. Maybe we just edit that out and put it in like our social, like in a reel for yeah. everybody. Cause I love that. Or maybe I'll just have you do it again. Cause Holy <laughs> shit. That cha- I it's walked really into meetings and Kevin goes, Something was different about you. And <laughs> you're I go, grounded. People knew. Everybody in the room yes. knew. They're like, your energy is amazing right yes. now. Let's
1: do it again. I want to learn. Yeah.
0: And so, okay. So, I am taking light from above. I'm
1: flowing
2: through every cell as you're breathing in, and as you breathe out, it shoots out your tailbone deep into the earth, like roots of a tree. And this grounds your energy. Otherwise, we're like ungrounded electrical cords, right? So this is how we start to move into and control our body's frequency. So take a couple of breaths like that. And then
0: as... When you breathe in, you suck the light down, right? Yeah,
2: and it could be... And it's interesting to think about what color, like any color you want. So what color are you seeing as you breathe in? Because that tells you a little bit about where you are today and what... Pink. Okay. So pink is sort of beautiful. That's the the color of love. But it's also um, a lot about the root chakra, right? It's the red of the root chakra. So it's about really wanting to feel safe and grounded today. So you take a deep breath in. You breathe it through every cell of your body. And then shoot it out. And if you really want to be grounded... You're gonna like this one, Maria. On your next breath in, open your yoni, your
1: My yoni? vagina.
2: Oh really, really wide as you breathe out. Like, How do
0: you do that? You do just it right push? now.
2: You like yes. Okay. Open it. Can you can okay. you
0: open it? Oh boy. There we go.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then when you go. <gasps> And then leave it gently open.
0: Oh my God, that feels so weird.
2: Right. Because most of us are walking around tight-assed.
0: <laughs> right? Oh my God. But this is so how you ground. Whenever I've done the grounding exercise, you know what I've always done is I go to different parts of the world. So I, yeah. I lay my root down. And then the tentacles of the roots, I yes. go like up the coast to Seattle and across to Chicago and oh, over you're to New York. And then I go to Antarctica and then I go all the way over to Greece and th- I put my roots all over yeah. the world. And it feels really cool.
2: It does. And it also makes a lot of sense because your roots, just like a tree, are t- twice the reach of your branches. So what you're doing is creating a universal global reach which yeah. is perfect cuz that's what you're doing yeah um so from this grounded place right now we're mm-hmm. grounded we're going to move our your body into the frequency of adventure so what you do is you close you i find it easier to do when you close your eyes and you think of just in your mind it can be real or imagined real mm-hmm. or imagined a scenario with Kevin, since we're talking about love and adventure, where it would feel like you're having a really amazing adventure together. So maybe it's something you already did together. Maybe it's something you imagine doing together. Mm-hmm. You got it? Yep. Okay. So go there in your mind's eye as if it's happening right here, right now, in this moment, in first person. So you aren't watching yourself in the scene. You are in it. Can... How do
0: I do that? Because I only see the scene.
2: Okay. Well, you see yourself in the scene.
0: Not really actually. Okay. I'm in it. You're All right, right, you're in it. Okay. I right. got it. That's a good distinction though. Yeah.
2: So you are in the scene, like you could see your feet or your hands or yep. him. Right. So be there for a moment in your mind's eye
0: <sighs>
2: as if it's happening right here, right now in this okay. moment, like, because your brain and your body don't know the difference between reality and rehearsal. So what you're doing now, just notice what you feel in your body and where you feel it. As you're in that scene and see if you can describe it to me.
0: I feel like my heart's pounding.
2: Yeah. So your heart's a little quick because it's adventure and Mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah. Like I'm a
0: little out of breath.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And what do you feel? Anything in your belly?
0: I felt butterflies. Yeah, Good. It's funny because I'm in Italy and we're running around Rome. Yeah. So no wonder I'm out of
1: breath. (gasps) Oh my God.
2: And you're yawning because that's uh, energy releasing. That's Mm. when we yawn. Um, Okay. So this, what you're feeling now in your body is the energetic frequency of adventure in love for Maria. Right. And the goal is to, and you can open your eyes now if you want to, or you. you can stay there. But the goal is to move into that feeling as much as possible. Right. So when you meditate or if you have a moment in traffic, you don't have to close your eyes um, and you can come up with different scenarios. But as oh, you <laughs> I'm processing, yeah, oh. you are processing a lot. But as you do that, you're actually moving your body into the energetic frequency of adventure in love. And then Kevin automatically matches you there because he's energetically entrained to you. We're all like these human tuning forks matching each other. But what usually happens is we just match everyone else around us. We don't set the frequency. But when you set that frequency inside yourself, even if you're doing it a couple of times throughout the day, you'll start to see that you are calling in, attracting in more experiences that create a sense of adventure that Kevin will suddenly come up with an adventurous idea. um, And it, and then it starts to happen in your reality because our reality always matches our frequency. That's the law of quantum physics.
0: Our reality always matches
2: our body's energy free energetic frequency. frequency.
0: That's why it's so important to have your like, clean energy, clean frequency.
2: Yeah. And be clear on what, and what and our frequency is set by our feelings, mm-hmm. right? So our conscious and unconscious feelings are setting our body's frequency and our feelings are created by our thoughts and beliefs, right? We don't have a feeling without a thought or a belief behind it. Mm-hmm. And so getting clear on on how you're consciously and unconsciously feeling the stories you're telling yourself about yourself, about your life, about what's possible, about what's happening around you, the lens that you're wearing as you look at your partner or you look at your life is, is coloring your, is creating really your feelings. And then those feelings have a frequency. So feelings of guilt, shame, anger, frustration, Um, hatred, you know, those are very low frequency feelings. In fact, shame and guilt is the lowest, right? Once you start moving to curiosity, excitement, which is what the frequency of your adventure was, um, joy, forgiveness, Bliss. You know, those are the higher frequency emotions. And if we can stay there 51% of the time, don't have to be there all the time, your entire life changes. And then you can get really specific also with specific things you want. I mean, I just manifested a ski trip with my family, which was not going to happen. And they made very clear it wasn't going to happen. And I was like, okay, it's not going to happen. No one can get themselves together to go, but it is going to happen.
0: <laughs> Wait, so you did the voodoo?
2: I did my little voodoo where I just moved my, I saw myself on the slope with them and on the chairlift and, you know, skiing and la- like, there's something about it. I think is because I, how, that was like a big family thing for my family growing up, that it just gives me so much joy to ski with my kids. And, uh, and then next thing I knew, you know, it wasn't and a deal. And they didn't want
0: to go. No one wanted well, to go. Well, they wanted
2: to go, but I have school and I yeah, and the, it was just like logistic COVID. It was just logistics okay. and they were like, "Let's just go next year." And I was like, Going this year.
0: And so how often did you have to do this manifesting? Well, this process?
2: wasn't a big deal. You know, this was <clears throat> this was something that happened rather quickly, actually. But that
0: that is a big deal for yeah. people. Yeah. Right. Because I always say, like, if we actually use the powers within us, we could do so much. Yeah. And oh, yeah. So it's a good example of that. So yeah. how long do you think you did?
2: Um, I think it was about a month from the time they told me, you know, we had this conversation, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh. He doesn't have school this weekend. Friday. You know, why don't we go skiing? And this all of a sudden, Last they were minute. Like, yeah, and they're like, "Yes, let's go." Because all of a sudden he, there was the calendar. He had a free day. I was like, "Let me just check." And it wasn't a big deal. I mean, we went to Big Bear. It's not like we went out West Extravaganza, mm-hmm. but I was like, "Let me just see what Big Bear has that ski and ski out." Oh, how interesting. They have a house that's right on the mountain this weekend. Everyone, you know, just all kind of fell into place and everybody said yes, and we just went.
0: bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili.
2: And I, I was like, it. oh, I manifested this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if people really know how to manifest. Yeah.
2: Right. Well, that's what we're talking about with, you know, we, we get what I had to get clear on is how would I, how do I want to feel right? Going skiing with my family. How does that feel inside my body? It's many feelings at once. It's connection. It's play. It's joy. It's aliveness. You know, there's, I could name a million feelings. But what I did is I went into the same thing I just took you through and really I was on the slopes with them and all those feelings were going on. And then I just kept envisioning it and, and as if it was happening right here, right now, moving my body into the frequency of a ski trip with my family, basically that energetic frequency of what mm-hmm. that would feel like in my body envisioned it, um, you know, asked for it. Whether you call it praying, asking the universe, making a request to the cosmic waitress, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And I would just kind of make a practice with, of that whenever. Sometimes it was for two minutes. Sometimes it was for longer than that if I felt like it. But I just kind of ran, you know, made that a little daily or every couple of day commitment for a month. And then and, boom. And then boom.
0: So when you ask, how do you ask?
2: I've asked a lot of different ways, uh, through the years. I like to always have the theme of this and something better because I know that God, spirit, universe, whatever your thing is, has, you know, can think of such a better scenario than we could ever make up in our own minds. So I really like to focus on the feeling and the experience I want to have. And so I'll say, I, you know, what I, for me, it's evolved to the point at first you know, I've really evolved my spiritual connection being more two way. You and I have talked about this mm-hmm. over the past couple of years, um, much more so than I ever did before. So I would say, more recently, in the beginning, it was just like asking the cosmic waitress, literally. There was no sense of like God's spirit, two way spiritual connection. And it still worked, right? Now there's a much more personal relationship with spirit. So for me personally, now I'll say, um, you know, God, loved ones, angels, ascended masters. I even add in my son, sweet, sweet Sammy is what I always end up Mm. saying. Sweet, sweet Sammy. You know, I'm calling all of you in to surround me. And sometimes I do that every morning. And I'll just say what I want to manifest that day. And it's usually like, I just, I really am calling in feeling of connectedness to you. And I want to feel uh, love and flow. And I'm really excited, you know, to manifest whatever it is. And I'm going to move myself into the state of that, which is already happening. And I ask for your assistance in making this a reality in my field.
0: I like that because I feel like with... The studying I've done of of manifesting with esther Hicks, you have to you have to ask in a specific way. So when I'm praying, I'll always ask, like, please continue to flow mm-hmm. an abundance of love and health and finances and things that, you know, like that. So mm-hmm. I have to I always say, continue to flow, yeah,
2: that's a good one
0: because that means it's already, already here here, yeah, um and and there's no lack because they say you can't come from lack.
2: No, well, being in the lack—it's more being in the lack. Like I want, I need. You know, anytime we say that, it's coming from a place of lack, mm-hmm. right? And so that's, I think, what they mean, right? And when you say continue the flow, um, then you're in the energy of it's already here, it's already happening. And you and I have talked about this too around being in the pause, right? So I'll often like. If I don't know what wants to happen, but I know something is going to happen, I will ask for assistance calling that in and what kind of qualities I want it to have, whether it's something in work or relationships or whatever else it is, Um, you know, I'll call that in too.
0: Yeah, I've been doing Joe Dispenza's um, program, The Formula. Have you heard of it?
2: I, I know Joe Dispenza's work, but I don't know the formula. No, is it his little manifesting formula?
0: It's it's a meditation. Um, it's an, an I guess I mean manifesting is a part of it technically, yeah. but um, but it's unbelievable. It's like like game changing, and one of the things in one of them is you know you're you're calling in the I think. Is it the feeling? Yeah. You're calling in the feelings of what it is that you want. Mm -hmm. And so um, you have to feel those feelings as if they're happening currently right now. Because like you said, your brain and... um,
2: And your body. You don't know
0: the difference between reality and perception. No. So then if you're calling in those feelings of, you know, say you're trying to manifest uh, a guy in your life and you're feeling his presence, you're feeling him hug you, like you have to like... Create the the movie in your life of you and this person and what they're going to look like and what they're going to feel like and what it's going to be like as if it's happening. And then explain from there the quantum physics of how this all works. So you're feeling all the feelings like I will go from, you know, having a complete healing and having the doctors tell me that I completely melted my tumor and I'm all healed completely. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll manifest holding my babies. I I used to have my mom and dad holding them, Uh the craziest thing. And then at one point, I would only see my dad. And... I would get so mad and I would like try to force her in the picture and she couldn't come in the picture. This is before she well, died. She's
2: working on the other side. That's yeah. why you couldn't see her. No, was
0: gonna... it was before she passed. I know, but
2: you knew on some level that she was, when the she babies was, came, she, would, she would be, she would be on the other side, helping yeah. them come through.
0: Isn't it unbelievable? Yeah. And so anyhow, so now I just, I just see me holding them or me and Kevin. And, and so I'll feel those feelings of what it's going to feel like. Yeah. So then explain to everybody kind of that process of why we're doing that and how it all kind of works in the quantum world.
2: Well, I'll just give you a really simple example. There is this really cool study where they had people exercising their finger to make it stronger. And then they had another set of people imagining exercising their finger but not actually moving their finger. And then they tested everyone's finger strength and it was the same. Stop it. I'm not kidding. And they've shown this with piano, practicing playing the piano, imagining practicing the piano. So there's all kinds of evidence out there that what what we imagine and move our bodies into the frequency of actually if there was a great study where they took a whole bunch of elderly men, you know, who were in their prime in the fifties and they took them to this remote location and they set the whole thing up. Like it was the 1950s music decor, everything. It was like they walked into a time warp and after a couple of weeks, these guys who were very decrepit heart, you know, heart conditions were playing like football in the yard Because they basically moved into the reality like it was the time that they were 18. They moved in
0: time and space. Yes. Because everything's happening at the same time. Past and future. Yes. Wow. And so
2: that's just a little background to kind of give you you know give you a sense of that of how real this is and so what is actually happening when you move into those visualizations very key first person here and now right because that is the key to moving to to kind of tricking let's just say your brain and your body into that reality right and and we're constantly creating our reality we just don't realize it and so every feeling we hold is setting a frequency. And most of us, myself included, I had to learn how to stop doing this. Anyone, because I'm a recovering codependent, anyone who tends toward codependence is match or people pleasing or, you know, is matching everybody else's frequency. That's what they talk about when they say that moods are contagious or, Mm -hmm. you know, because we're just matching everyone else versus holding our own literally and figuratively. So when you practice on a regular basis, moving into your imagination, first person here and now you are literally moving your bi- our bodies are ju- are vibrating atoms that hold a frequency. We're not solid, even though we seem solid. That's just our, how, what we can perceive with our five senses. But everything around us and us are vibrating atoms that are constantly changing frequency. It's like an old-fashioned radio dial of volume and station, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. how intense that feeling is and what the feeling is, it's constantly happening. Most of us are unconscious of it. And so the key is getting conscious. When you get conscious of it and you proactively move your body into that vibration, that's what's happening when you go there in first person. And then you're lit- there's no separation on a quantum level or an at- atomic atom level between me and you. We're all part of the same quantum soup, quantum field. And this is why quantum physicists who do um, you know, their experiments leave the room, because they're
0: they're affecting it. Yeah, their
2: conscious and unconscious beliefs and stories. Thus, the energy that their body is moving into is accidentally creating the reality. So, one, you know, if he thinks or she thinks that the experiment is going to turn out a certain way, that's how it turns out on the quantum level. That's what led to all of the, these discoveries: is that they were accidentally they realized they were accidentally affecting the outcome with their conscious and unconscious thoughts and feelings about what was going to happen, their expectations of what was going to happen.
0: So in our need as humans to always be right, Mm -hmm. the thoughts that we have, we will manifest them. If we're like, he's going to cheat on me. Yes. We can actually create that.
2: Yes. Because you're thinking he's going to cheat on me. That is creating in your body, fear, anxiety, expectation, On a logistical level, you're probably acting pretty suspicious and aggressive and not, you know, so that may actually do something. But on the quantum level, you're moving your body into the space of he or she who is being victimized and cheated on. And you're accidentally creating that reality.
1: Whoa. Isn't this insane? I'm mind blown in here. Yeah. (laughs) But it makes so much sense. But it's still wild to think about. Like we can actually manifest. And we do manifest that stuff every We are doing it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We just don't realize that we're doing it. And it's not to say, you know, that you ask for the crappy things that happen to you or that you quote unquote cause them. Good
0: distinction because people always say that after. Yeah.
2: No. And I've, you know, Lord knows I've had my fill of shitty things that have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, So
0: how do you kind of how do I, reconcile yeah, the two? Yeah, well,
2: I am, you know, a lot of the... Uh, first of all, I know that we can't possibly understand. Like, there's a greater thing happening. And and I learned that mostly uh, through Anita Morjani, who is mm-hmm. such a beautiful person. And what she learned when she had her near... You know, when she died and came back. And one of the my favorite metaphors she talks about is that she says the only way she could explain what she saw is that there was the most gorgeous, humongous, magical tapestry, and she could finally see her thread, all the other threads she touched and all the ins and outs, how her thread was part of this huge picture that she couldn't even conceptualize in this body, right? But So I already understand that there's so much that... First of all, I fundamentally know and believe, I've lived enough now that that which is right, I believe that that which is right is always unfolding. Even those shitty things that are happening are serving us in some way. Mm -hmm. And I also believe, because I have found this to be true time and time again, not that I cause these things to happen to me, but that when God, the universe, you know, whatever you want to call it, is trying to move you in a direction For your soul's purpose or your soul's growth that you signed up for, and you're resisting it, or you're not really listening, or you're not really getting the message, you know, it'll scratch at the door at first, Mm -hmm. and then it'll knock, Mm -hmm. and then it'll knock a little harder, and then eventually, you know, it'll just blow up the whole house. Because, and I have found that most of the things that blow up my life, and I've had my share of them what I didn't want them to happen looking back, I wish they didn't happen or didn't have to happen, but they moved me in the direction looking back that really served my heart and soul.
0: Yeah. That's the thing that is really hard for any of us to really understand. Um, and I'm always trying to, I use the tool that I got from Tony, which is life is happening for us, mm-hmm. not to us. Mm-hmm. It is a tool. There have been moments where I'm like, yeah, don't know how I can apply this to this situation because I just will hear of a story that just knocks me off my mm-hmm. feet. And I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't apply it, but it is a tool. Um, so when you think of the tough times for you, I mean, y- you've had an extraordinary loss recently. Mm-hmm. How do you apply that?
2: Well, with this extraordinary loss, you're talking about the death of my son, just a little over a year ago, I could not tell you at this point, um, how that serves me, mm-hmm. right? Like, I I don't know yet. I do have clues about it, right? I do see. I first of all, after he died, I have I could not tell you why I did this. It does not make any sense. It is not my personality. Even though I don't have filters, it is not my personality to be like bawling and snotting on television or on social media. But something told me that I couldn't ignore, and I was judging myself at the time. I was like, is this like exhibitionistic? Like why the frick am I like crying on camera for social media? Like, But I just did, Mm -hmm. and I didn't know why I was doing it. And I just got an onslaught of people back saying the stories I heard of people who – you know, just are so stuck in their grief or don't know how to feel their feelings or don't know how to be with their pain, Mm -hmm. I suddenly realized that like, oh, that's why I did this because there is a way in which me going through pretty publicly the worst pain that anyone could ever go through, Mm -hmm. um, is freeing and inspiring and helping to heal so many other people. I can already see that. I can already see the way that his death has saved thousands of lives. I've heard from many of the people who didn't take that pill or had that conversation with their kids about fentanyl poisoning or something that made them stop after hearing Sammy's story. Um, And I also am aware that Only now I'm aware of how much fear I unconsciously lived in before. Not fear around safety, but fear around consequences of my actions. I would Mm. often, because I grew up in a very emotionally unpredictable and volatile environment, I never really trusted my instincts. I would always have this moment of tenuousness around like, should I or shouldn't I? I was always ambivalent about things. And I didn't quite trust my gut as much as I wanted to. And I was always sort of wondering, you know, am I making the right choice? And I, and that wasn't really clear to me until now when I'm not freaking. cause the worst thing that could possibly ever, ever, ever happen has mm. happened. Like the worst thing, the worst thing that could ever, worse. it doesn't get any worse. No. So nothing like after that. I'm not scared of any, like, I'm okay, fine. Like I can survive anything. The worst thing has happened. There's nothing to be scared of anymore. Mm. And so what that's going to mean for my life moving forward.
0: And the people you touch.
2: And the people I touch and the decisions I make and mm-hmm. the bravery with which I make it is probably going to be pretty cool. Wow. I wouldn't, I would much rather have him here than have any of those things. Yeah. But I won't know until I see the tapestry. Yeah. Yeah. What it all really means,
0: yeah, Well, cause, because everybody has their role, and whether we like it or not, when they leave us, there is there is something that can be had from it, yeah, right? Um, there is good that can happen, um
2: and I know we signed we it. It and like I know that. we signed we both speaking of him and me, Mm -hmm. I mean, the rest of my family and the rest of the people he touched are their own story. But speaking for myself, you know, I know we signed up for this together. Yeah. Um, And even though I didn't know it consciously, my, you know, our souls knew that this was part of the plan. Yeah. And I couldn't have predicted it. Mm. Um, And I, you know, I sort of kick my soul in the arse for coming up with this plan. Yeah. But
0: <laughs> yeah. What she's referring to is like, we all, like there are a lot of people who believe like we come into this world knowing what we're going into. Yeah. And we Signing choose. Signing up for
2: some, ex- not necessarily the specifics, but like, this is how I used to explain it to my kids. I remember when my mother died which was the biggest loss any of us had ever had but they were probably five six and they asked me what what happens when you die and i was like well i can tell you my story you know who knows right but here's what i believe i think that we're you know i know that we're souls having a human experience we never die and we choose to come back to be in the in this world as many times as we want and we choose our families mm-hmm. and we choose our you know based on what we want to learn and what we want to experience and one of my kids, Jackson, who's thankfully who's still here, uh, said, okay, so when you die, will you wait for me so that we can come back again together? Uh-huh. And Sammy, the one that left, said, what do you mean learn? And I said, you know, mistakes we made or lessons we want to learn or things we want to kind of master. You know, we come back to have those experiences and we choose our families based on that. And I'll never forget this sweet soul looked at me and said, well, I must have had no problems in my last life because I got to have parents like you. Um, and oh. I I think about that. I mean, that gives me so much comfort today because, um, you know, I know that he chose us and, and that he and I have a soul contract that still exists, you know, and he, I feel him all the time. I, I know he's one of my major guides and is going to continue to do that even more so as I open up those channels. So you'll have to ask me, you know, a year from now. Mm -hmm.
0: I know it's too fresh. It's hard. I know we're still trying. I know it's like, I'm, it took a long time to even try to establish connection again. I don't know how you felt after, but I felt so disconnected where I was like, we were so connected before my mom and Mm I, and I'm like, where is she? Yeah. She's just gone. And um, I have to ask you, and we weren't going down this path, but since we're going down this path right now, did you find yourself having, like, disappointed moments with people after this?
2: Um, yeah. Million, in a million different ways. Yeah. What makes you ask that?
0: Just curious, because after because during the process and after the process, I would get so mad at myself for having any kind of expectation of anybody because I was so let down in so many ways at different, yeah. you know, there were yeah. amazing people, of course, too. Yes. But then you're like, wait, that was really yeah, not great. cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. People are very, we're very uncomfortable with grief mm. and we're very uncomfortable with death and people react really weirdly to it. And um, and they disappoint because of that, and they 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 are awkward or they're insensitive or they just hide, you know. And and I and I try to, um, you know, I, I've really tried to under like understand that that it's yeah. really not personal. It's yeah. about them and their feelings. But for me, that's another huge lesson that came out of Sammy's loss. I had to get really good at receiving because. I was not good at that. I was always, you know, didn't want to be a burden and didn't want to, you know, I was more the giver than the receiver. But what I had to do was really realize that, yes, lots of people weren't going to be able to hang with it, weren't going to be able to deal with it. You know, that was on them. But then so many people were wanting to give to me, wanting to support me. And it was really hard for me Mm. to receive it. You know, I kind of cringed. Like a group of my girlfriends still, you know, became the name The Love Bubble because every other Friday it could be, there was 25 of them from all over the country. It could be five of them, 20 of them, 20, you know, whoever could make it every other Friday would show up on zoom in the love bubble for me. Oh
0: my God. That's so sweet. It was
2: so sweet. And they still do it. And I was cringing in the beginning. You don't have to show. I know you guys are busy. You don't have to do this every Friday, every other yeah. Friday. you know. I just couldn't receive it. Yeah. And I really learned how to do it. And boy was that a gift.
0: So isn't that interesting? You have people who don't know how to handle it and don't know how to show up. Then you have people who do and then you don't know how to yeah. handle it. We're yeah. all just messes. We're all messes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But I, I learned after that um and you know when you're in the middle of it you're like disappointed and whatever. And maybe, you know, whatever. But I <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things to say. But I started to learn. I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. They just don't know how. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like, yeah. what are you going to do?
2: Yeah. I wrote but. a blog like describing uh, and something in an elephant journal too, like what to do when a friend is grieving because most people have no idea.
0: What were your top, top things?
2: <laughs> well, first of all, don't say, how can I help? Or let me know if there's anything I can do. Because I'm not going to. No. and I don't even know what could help. Like you're just in it. So show up, but don't force yourself in. So leave, you know, I have one friend who just sent me a green heart on text every single day Mm -hmm. for a year. I had other friends who just left soup on my doorstep or cookies or a teddy bear or whatever. Um, you know, I'm thinking about you, uh, Let me walk your dog. I'm coming over to mow your lawn. You know, whatever it is, like be of service, but don't make them ask and don't expect them to welcome you in. It was real. I couldn't even talk for the first month to anyone, you know, and they and I knew they wanted to be with me and come over and be around me. I was like, I'm under the covers. Like I cannot talk to anyone Um, and understanding that, you know, and I had one friend who would just show up on my, she's like, I'm just coming by with a coffee. If you want a hug, I'm going to give it to you. If not, I'm going to leave it on your doorstep. And so showing up and leaving room to not take it personally when that person can't receive you or talk Mm -hmm. to you, I think was really important. Um, And, you know, Continuing past like that for the people that really like you get all these flowers and food, like the first two weeks, but then there were some people that two months out sent me a care package or flowers saying, I know that you've already. Gone through mm-hmm. all the casseroles and the flowers, but I still want you to feel the love. Yeah, you know I thought that was really beautiful too.
0: I love that; those are great tips. Okay, we need more tips. We're going to switch gears and we're going to talk about um, dating apps because I heard you had some interesting things to say <laughs> about dating apps in this day and age. And Kelsey, I'll let you um, also jump in here, Heck yeah, being uh, the young single one. Perhaps kind of using them. Uh, I mean, more
1: recently now than ever. Yeah, I've, okay. I've.
0: Oh, I met another guy for you yesterday. Oh, by the I way. can't wait. Hey. Okay, it. carry on. <laughs> I really like this one.
1: Oh, okay, go wait. ahead. Me or Laura? Oh, I was just gonna say. I mean, Laura, when you and I talked about the dating apps, was, yeah. you had an interesting take because you were like, you really feel like the dating game has shifted Mm -hmm. a lot since COVID. So I would love you to go into that. And then it's like, okay, since it has shifted, how can we use it to our advantage? And like, what are some things that we now need to, like, how can we pivot?
2: I'm going to kick
0: back and have my water.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would say, first of all, the the main way it's changed is that the stakes are higher for getting together, right? Because, um, you know, the booty calls, the random hookups, if, I mean, yes, if you're both vaccinated, it's not as big of a deal, but people are still wary about, you know, um, getting exposed, so to speak, or, or doing the responsible thing. So I have found that a lot of people, that that has died off a lot in terms of Um, there's still a lot of people that are looking for the booty calls, but that piece has died off. And also I find that so many singles were so isolated and had this like coming to Jesus moment when they were going through COVID, where they got really, really clear about what the life that they want to create and what they want. And So lots of people who were very happy to just like date around and have booty calls have realized I really want my person. And they're willing to stand for that more than ever before, which I think is a great thing. So they're because of that, they're less willing to take the, um, you know, uh, breadcrumbing. It's called where you have mm-hmm. like you know a, a slew of people that you're talking to from the dating app, but you're not really pulling the trigger to get together with any of them that's what was sort of happening before. Now I find that there's still the bread crummers, but a lot more people are like, you know what? Cut the crap. Like, let's just meet. And I have always said, you know, Kelsey, and this is true for you too. Like you need to set your own standards with online dating. You don't have yeah. to play that game. And if someone, if you like someone and they, you know, there's some rapport there, if, if they're in the same town with you, and aren't asking you to get together at least for a coffee or a walk within two weeks, bye-bye, you know, unless they're traveling the world or on the other side of the country, this like talking, talking, talking. Oh, you
0: it's know, brutal.
1: You, you just set, <laughs> do you brutal. find
0: people do that? Oh yeah. All the time. Well, what do they think? You need more friends?
1: Uh, right. I'm like, are you just randomly texting me? Like, Hey, what's up? I'm like, no. Are no, they no, just no. lonely? Like Make what's going on? No, they're
2: they're not willing to commit because they mm. have it's too like too much eye candy? Yes, too much candy. And ah. like who's what's the cream that's gonna let me keep this one bread crumbing along while I see what's happening over here? Okay, she's still a contender, but they're no. What are we
0: at a supermarket yes. looking at cereal? That's what <laughs> right, I mean. Right? So
2: you have to say, listen, you know, I think you're really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I love talking to you, but let me know if you want to get together. You know, and meet because I'm. You know, I'm. That's if you and and if they don't respond or they don't pull the trigger within a couple of weeks, move on. Yeah. Um. And I think also, you know, a lot of the profiles, like if you have, a, you know, have the pictures. Uh. They've done this research. It shows that really the women that that attract the men who really want to date and settle down are more of the girl next door than the sex kitten. I mean, they have like, they're still sexy and beautiful, you know, attractive, but
0: not trying as hard, not trying
2: as hard. And they could just as easy. Their pictures are more like the girl next door Mm -hmm. than they are of the sexy Insta photo. That makes sense. Filtered. Yes.
1: Huge. But I will be having you go through my profile pictures, And if you (laughs) say
2: anything like, I love to have fun or I'm really fun. That is code for booty call.
0: Yeah. So then
2: you'll attract in all the guys that are just interested in, in sex and not in a relationship. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So you have to say you want a meaningful
2: connection. Yeah. And you, once again, like we were talking about with manifesting, you want to get clear on what, what you are, what you want in a positive way. Like I'm looking for someone who put it in playful, adventurous, you know, loving, who is interested in a committed relationship you know, you don't say I don't want any players. You know, you say yeah. it in the positive, <laughs> right? But um and you and you and you have your profile pictures match that and then you hold your boundaries. So they can't keep breadcrumbing you.
1: I like that. I like that too. It's so it's so hard. It's so wild. The breadcrumbing is so real. Yeah. And I It's hard because you feel badly, like ghosting or being. But it's like I like what you said. It's like just tell them. It's like, are we going to make a plan? Are we not going to make a plan? And then if they don't, then it's move on. Yeah, because that's what that's the hardest I think on these apps. It's exhausting. (laughs) No, I mean (laughs) trying to date. That's why I didn't do it for so long. Yeah, I get it. Finally, I'm like, okay, let's go. And I don't really know any other way to do it besides the apps. But it's it's exhausting. I mean, is it still possible to meet people through people and not these apps?
2: Absolutely. You still should, you know, reach out to every friend and colleague you have and say, I'm really excited to meet mm. someone amazing. Same as you would say, you know, write your little profile on the email, right? Like, this is what I'm looking for. Not, he's got to have this income and he's got to have this height and he's got to be this nationality and, yeah. you know, not that stuff. More like, How you know what what kind of person are you looking for what excites you about it and how are you looking to feel right like I'm looking for someone who is these things right Mm -hmm. and then you say if you know anyone. I am open and you'd be surprised. I mean, everyone loves being a matchmaker. You know, you're whoever the receptionist in your office building may know somebody. Hmm. So you never know. And it's also walking around. I know it's been hard in COVID times, but as things open up, it's really paying attention, which is not our tendency to, you know, what they call turning your cab light on, you know, like, the energy of I am available. So instead of looking at your phone as you walk down the street, you know, you are looking up, you are smiling at people. You're smiling at the barista and talking and chatting with the doorman, not necessarily because you plan on dating those people, the doorman or the barista, but because you are engaged in the world, you're in the receptive energy and the person that you want to date could be standing in line behind you, scared to talk to you, but sees how friendly you are and how mm-hmm. open you are and feels that energy from you and then reaches out to you. And also not to be shared, you know, shy or scared about shared. That was a good word. <laughs> not shy or scared about, you know, initiating a conversation with someone attractive yourself.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like well, that Well, Kelsey's put the antenna up. That's why I've been thinking about different guys for you. Although the guy I realized I thought of for you, <laughs> um, I think he's a little on the shorter side, which is not one of your like favorite things. Mm,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I, All right, what? Let's find out what your things are, Kelsey. What's your must-haves?
1: Uh, my must-haves are someone who is successful. Like I want someone who is not going to be like, Oh my gosh, Calis, let's go party every night and screw your job. And so someone who like gets it. So someone who's, who's
2: driven, do they yes. have to be successful? No, or I, can they be driven no, and just know what they want? And
1: I, I like driven and know what they want okay. and, res- and respect what I do. Okay. So supportive of supportive you, supportive of me. Yes. Um, kind what else? Kind. I like very kind. Yes. I usually tend to go cause since I'm louder, <laughs> I tend to go for like the more reserved, quieter. They don't have to be, but like who, who doesn't kind of like, comp- you know, people yeah, who will you, compete. Sh- yeah. Let's it,
2: you be the loud it, one.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Let's me do my thing. Yeah. Um, I like adventurous. I like, you know, someone who's going to be like, let's go Let's drive down to the beach and walk around or rollerblade so or yeah. Um,
0: I like the deciphering here. Like, okay. <laughs> she's know. like, she's diagnosing. <laughs>
1: this is great. She's putting it into real terms. Right. I like it. So I like you want it.
2: someone who's driven, who knows who he is, who's spontaneous, who's supportive, yeah. who's secure. Yes. Does he need to be a
1: certain height or. I tend, since I'm taller, I tend to go taller. How tall are you queen? Five, seven, almost, uh, five, seven. Yeah.
0: You got to be five, eight. Cause I'm yeah. five, seven and three quarters. I'm I think close. you're five, eight. I'm
1: five. I'm tall. <laughs> I, are you taller than me? We're the same. I think we're very close. Okay. But that is one thing I don't mind shorter, but I do tend to go for taller. I just prefer it. But here's the thing with, I have a couple friends who are shorter who like own it. Yeah. and And then it doesn't bother me. But when people know they're short and they act uncomfortable, then it's weird.
2: Yeah. So, you know, or they have lifts in their shoes and stuff. (laughs) Right. So if they own it and someone can be on the shorter side and have the energy of seven feet. Exactly. So so it's not a, okay, so Maria, you were worried that the guy you met might be a little short. But
0: but, you know what? He hits all these other buttons. He is a little more quiet reserved, but... Loves adventure, okay. loves Italy. Okay. Wants to live in Italy. Okay. Um, so he's only allowed to take you to Italy when we're all together. <laughs> okay. Not before. <laughs> Deal. We all go together. Love that. Um, And yeah. From the East Coast. Good, good, good. I like
1: East Coast. What the, do you like about East Coast? They're straight shooters. Okay. I don't. It's funny because I grew up in the Northwest, but I'm very much, I don't want someone to like beat around the bush. I respect the, I know if they like me and I know if they don't like me. And I feel like they're also more apt to like make plans and like act. I don't know why Northwest is very like, let's just chill. Let's it's casual. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to just chill. Like let's go do something.
2: So proactive and authentic. We want to. I love this. Are you writing those down, Kelsey? Because this is going to be important. I'm about to go back and listen. Authentic, supportive, uh not successful, but because you know he doesn't have to have a gajillion dollars, but he could be getting there, right? Right. So driven and secure.
1: Athletic. I've
0: watched so many girlfriends (laughs) wait for the perfect. If he didn't make enough money, it was and now they're all still single and they're 50. And like And you
2: don't know. I mean that's why it's important. Like having someone who knows who he is and is driven and has a plan mm. is, is almost better than expecting someone who has a certain amount of his bank account. Cause guess what? He can lose it tomorrow, True. you know? True. So to have someone who's really driven and a go getter and, and passionate about what he does in the, in the world, I think is what you're looking for more because yeah. he'll empathize and understand your passions.
1: I, I really want I like someone that. to, I like that. And I, I would love you to put this into your terms, Dr. Laura, because I'm like, I have found, especially with people my age, no one asks questions. I'm yeah. always asking everyone questions, especially like guys. It's, and then they won't ask questions. And I'm like, ask me a question. <laughs> like if I ever go on dates that like annoys. The, That's a bad sign. It's a bad sign. Well, yeah. cause
0: don't you want to know me?
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Don't you care? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I can conversate with anyone. I could talk to myself for an hour. Yeah. But like, no, ask me a question. Yeah. I
0: can't. But you know what? I feel like I'm at the place where even just with my friendships, if, if we're not having like a, I can only talk about the superfluous like things for so long. Like I yeah. have to have a real connection and a real conversation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Otherwise I'm like, I can't do this me anymore. Me either. I
2: have the worst. I literally say. I had to go to this event with my husband and it was like, oh, they were talking about toasters and I mean, I don't even know <laughs> oh what the God. hell they were talking about. And this woman starts talking to me. I'm like, listen, I'm really sorry, but I'm not good at small talk. No way. Yeah. I literally said, I was just like so fed up. I was like, if you want to have a real conversation, I am so game, but oh I God. cannot do this.
0: I love I that you said that. that. Yeah. yeah.
2: And she was cool. She went there oh with my me. God,
0: I have people who want to do like big, small talk. Yeah. So it's like small talk about big things but I'm like, I want to die. You're like, I'm, I'm wilting. It's like water my yeah. flower. Give me something to hold on yeah. to. Let's talk about like a real thing in your life or a real thing in my life. I mean, forget that. Like if they're not even going to ask, I've been sitting at some of these dinners where I'm like,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no time for that.
0: Yeah. I can't do it anymore.
2: Yeah. And I think that's true for a lot of people. And those are the people that you want to call in Kelsey. So mm. You know, as I was taking Maria through this idea of manifesting, as you think about these words of how we're describing your perfect man, right? You're going to go into your imagination and into scenarios with him, even if he doesn't have a face yet, right? Mm -hmm. Or a form, but you're in these scenarios that are, where he is showing up as adventurous and secure and fun and go getting and driven and getting really, really clear on how you feel inside energetically and physically as you're in those scenarios in your imagination, in first person, right here right now and that's what starts to call him in
1: so exciting it's really cool it's like i feel like oftentimes people think and i know i've gone into it this way too where it's like oh i want a date i just want a boyfriend like it's like daunting but it's actually really cool It it i'm sitting here
0: and i'm like this sounds exhausting (laughs) i I I can't imagine or like going through all these people meeting them i mean
1: it's tiring for sure
0: i think yeah. I I'm would just so move
2: glad. if if something, God forbid, ever happened to my husband, I would just move out to a compound with my girlfriends. Yes. Be oh, perfectly happy.
0: A hundred billion, <laughs> billion, jillion percent. That would be it. There is no no chance. Yeah. I could not go through it. Also, I feel like we're we're too old now to like have to change for somebody else because you kind of have to shift and change a little bit in a weird way whether you like it or not it's like well this person likes this now now I gotta like go oh my god the thought of it (laughs) makes me cringe (laughs) yeah because then I would be like well Kevin was always good with this yeah. yeah. Kevin was cool and what's wrong
2: with you yeah Yeah. it would just not work it is an adjustment absolutely
0: That's so funny. (laughs) We covered a lot of ground today. So much good stuff. Um, Guys, you have to listen to Dr. Laura Berman's podcast. It's called The Language of Love with Dr. Laura Berman. I was a guest recently. You were? We had a really great conversation. Her website is drlauraberman.com. Of course, you can get your little vibrator. Just don't put it inside of you. (laughs) It won't get lost,
2: but it is designed for the outside. That one.
0: (laughs) This is the waterproof mini massager. No, Dr. Laura Berman Intimate Basics. Do you have a website for this or is this on on your website? It's on my website
2: on the shop. Yeah, Dr. Laura Berman. Or you can go, you know, they're on Amazon or.
0: Four unique pleasure tips. Yes. That looks like it hurts. I'm
1: excited. No. So excited. I mean, I'm
0: sure it doesn't. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, um, thank you so much, as always. I love spending time with you. And uh, we will put the episodes we referenced in uh, the summary of this episode as well. In the meantime, be nice people, make good choices and be present. Hey, Heal Squad. We have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better. And it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it. And we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show